0: another episode of Alpha Podflight, where every episode I'm joined by a guest to talk about a single issue of the comic Alpha Flight. This time I am joined by John. John, could you introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello Gareth, uh, I'm John Bishop, and uh, that's about it really. <laughs> <laughs> um, we I'm attempting another pub recording. Uh, we're sat next to a window with a dripping uh, tap outside. And uh, this pub might get quite busy, so you'll just have to live with the noise or stop listening. It's up to you. The the person sat next to us has just moved away, which is very good of him. Uh, Right, so the one we're going to look at today is Alpha Flight 33, which came out in 1986. This is the first non-John Byrne one that we're looking at. Uh, it's called A Friend in Need, and Bill Mantlow is the writer, with Sal Bershema on pencils. Jerry Talauk?
1: Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Talauk?
0: T- Talawak, Talawak. <laughs> 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 was the inker. Jim Novak was the letterer. Bob in the colourist. Carl Potts as the editor. And Jim Shooter was the editor-in-chief. And he's obviously got bored because he's not given himself a funny nickname. Um, right, so, John, if you could give... A brief summary of what happens in this, and then we'll have a chat about why you picked it. What happens in this? Uh, Okay, this.
1: I thought this wasn't a particularly eventful issue, but delving back into it, I realised that there's some key points in it. Um, We touch on uh, the history of Wolverine. The sort of at this point, he was still um, he was still quite his history was still quite unknown. So, you know, he was just Logan and he had some sort of shady past. We didn't really know much about him. So later on in the issue, um, we'll get to that anyway. Um, so it opens up and we've got um, we've got Heather Hudson flying around in, uh, in Max's old guardian outfit. Um, she's flying about. She's looking for... Um, well, we don't know where she's headed at the moment.
0: But she's having some deep thoughts about. Uh, she wants to lead the team. History. Yeah. yeah,
1: she wants to lead the team. Um, Puck's already said that he doesn't want to teach her how, how to become a leader. Yeah. So she's flying around. She's off. Um, she's actually flying over the. Over a the body North, of
0: water. The North Atlantic. And Why just, would she do that? Sorry, I'm just thinking of the Brax counties, because she's flying from Canada to America. Why would she need to fly across the Atlantic to do that? She's flying to New York, so I don't know if that's... May it's, anyway, it's an excuse. Yeah, it's an excuse
1: to, to fly within metres of Marina, who coincidentally happens to be swimming around underneath her. Now, Marina at this point is kind of a mutated, freakish mess, because she's... Uh, I think this is where they're running with... The master.
0: That's it. Yep. Um, he showed her her true nature.
1: She sort of woken up. Yeah, her, her sort of alien, her alien aspect was
0: to. What, what's the story? The The eggs. She are was one onto. of a <laughs> billion eggs or something chucked onto the planet, and two of them by the Plodox, which was like an alien. Yeah. Two of them hatched. One was brought up to be a wholesome Canadian girl, which was Marina, and one was left to fester in Lake Ontario I think yeah, it was, and became yeah, like yeah. a monster and then the master as uh, an arrogant caveman found the spaceship and got turned into the master over 2,000 this year, 6,000 years <laughs> and then yeah he was like Marina you're supposed to be a baddie
1: here's your destiny Yeah. so she's got all sort of Mangly, mutated.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I was going to talk about this later, but it's like Bill Mantlo, as a writer, has this thing about if it's bad, it's ugly, and if it's good, it's pretty, which is, yeah. is a common trope. So when Marina's bad, she's all shriveled up and horrible, uh, and then later on when she becomes good again, she's uh, goes back to being beautiful enough for Namor to fancy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. So we see oh, she's being chased by the Atlanteans. Yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're swimming around in, the, in their sort of robot fish. Um, and you've got a tumour here who's, who's this old-school super-villain who's got this kind of weird... I've never really understood what his helmet is. It used to be sort of like a weird fish head. But on this one, he's got sort of metal
0: yeah. spines on it,
1: so it looks quite cool. Um, but they're like, yep, soon we're going to catch her. We're going to use her to bait a trap for Prince Namor. Um but she swims away and yep. she swims deep into the depths of the sea and just is like shivering and looking all weird.
0: And, and she gets a sore belly.
1: Yeah, a sore belly. Could because
0: that mean? it leads then into Snowbird who has a sore belly.
1: She's got a, snow, a sore belly because she's been um,
0: living with Doug Thompson.
1: And I think they've, they've been trying to settle down as a, as a, a real couple, yep. as it were. Sadly, this is having some uh, negative effects on her womb. <laughs> yeah, she's she's having sort of these funny turns. Uh, a funny turn here involves sort of in one panel, she turns into an owl and then a polar bear and then back into a Snowbird. Just yeah. um, <coughs>
0: so one shiny red eye as well.
1: Yeah, and the doctors, the doctors there, he he, I don't think he's feeling very useful. She um, and Doug, Doug there saying she calls it a true fires doc <laughs> so
0: yeah so because she's pregnant does it, does it say she's pregnant no it doesn't it doesn't it's, say that she is but
1: I think it does hint at it that, um,
0: yeah sorry but we find out in the next two issues that she's pregnant and then we sort of get <coughs> into the, the main story again so we've had the two little seeds for two little seeds which
1: we yeah we won't come back to them this issue yeah um, so now we're back on uh, we're on Tamarind Island, <coughs> looking at the um, Alpha Flight mansion. Uh, now, when I was a kid, I'd read a bit of Alpha Flight in Secret Wars, in yeah. the reprints. And so this was the first one I picked up off the shelves. Um, and when I turned to this page and saw this team, I didn't really understand what was going on. Because <laughs> Aurora is now in, in this sort of yellow and black and white outfit with yeah. the short hair. And then you've got this guy, Box, at the back. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Madison Jeffries, who just looks like a dude. <laughs> he and
0: is. Then Puck. <laughs> just a man in a brown shirt. Yeah, just a,
1: he just looks like some sort of boring agent guy. When you're a kid, you're just like, what? Oh, yeah. Guys in super suits. But he game.
0: has got like a, an A patched onto his shoulder. Yeah, so, so you he know he's part of, it, the team. part of
1: it. part of it.
0: Yeah. So you've got
1: Puck here, and he's. He's sort of a bit regretful that he, he didn't help Heather. He's yeah. thinking, yeah, I should have helped her, you know. And, and they're saying, it's all right, we know you're we know you in love with her. <laughs> he didn't want to see her hurt. And he's kind of uh, just sort of brooding a bit and miserable.
0: Yeah, Heather. and Northstar's been an absolute dick. Yeah, he's, as usual, been yeah. pretty dickish.
1: Uh, saying that, you know, she's going to get herself killed.
0: Yeah, and uh, we only gave her the job of leader out of pity. Yeah, yeah. Because she's rubbish.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're all witching on a bit. And um, Madison mentions the um, the uh, last issue where where Puck fought Razor. Yeah. Which is this very strange. We haven't strange...
0: <laughs> had a chance to discuss on the podcast. Yeah, I won't yet. go
1: too much into that. It's a very strange, weird. Direction that, that, <laughs> that Puck's story took. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll leave that for now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're all sort of shuffling around, wittering on about how how bad it is that that Heather wants to do stuff and Puck doesn't want to tell her. And <clears throat> he sort of shuffles off when they're all looking at a monitor because they're they're looking they've got when Box rebuilt the uh, uh, battle suit he put a tracker in it so they can see where she's gone. Right. So they're looking at the monitor and put kind of shuffles off.
0: Because he doesn't need a tracker because he knows where he she's knows going. He knows
1: exactly where she's going. Yeah. So, oh, and
0: he says, um, <laughs> hang on, I really like this. I've got to reach if I'm going to say I'm sorry in time to win her back from the one hero able, to w- able and willing to give her the combat training I denied her and offer the love (laughs) offer the love of a lousy little dwarf
1: (laughs) a lousy little dwarf yeah.
0: unbelievable right
1: (laughs) Right, so we've got we've got back to Heather and she's flying along again and she's it turns out she's looking for um, the mansion the ex-mansion she's looking for their old friend Logan Um, so she gets she gets to the um, the mansion she's just flying overhead and as she gets there coincidentally all the X-Men are coming out for a night at the opera (laughs) so they're all dressed in these really weird suits I've never I always thought this kind of they all look look sort of like baggy and crumpled and 80s very weird Um, so so they're all sort of like uh, Logan's there saying
0: do you think Mozart was a mutant (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, then because it's got the current X-Men team all packed into one panel. With, yeah. With Magneto, who... Uh, At I the time, he was he was one of the good guys. He'd sort yeah. of... But they <coughs> each get a speech bubble. Considering it's one of six panels on the page... No, five. But there's a lot of dialogue in that one panel, <laughs> yeah. and none of it is useful.
1: <laughs> um, well, actually, Rachel's is useful, because she says, I sense strange troubled thoughts. <laughs>
0: yeah, proper, like, classic empath. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And... Uh, so they see this thing coming, coming through from the sky, and uh, straight away, it looks like Rachel saying it, who's just said she senses strange, troubled thoughts, and she says, Look to the sky, X-Men, we're under attack. Yeah. So Logan shouts, his cigar flies out of his mouth, No, don't do nothing. And then Magneto blasts her with a big bolt. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Wolverine's like, She's a friend. <laughs> well, it's too late, Magneto has already <laughs> let her in. So to. To emphasise the point, uh, uh, Wolverine slashes at Magneto,
0: which yeah,
1: and he puts the field up just in time because otherwise he'd have been chopped in half. Yeah, um, seems a little bit extreme, but
0: well, yeah, that's Wolverine all over though, isn't he? He
1: but he, he says, um, yeah, he says I'm supposed to be the one to
0: leap before I look. So he, he says he, as he, he attacks <laughs> he somebody <proves> else. It. <laughs> Uh, then that Nightcrawler um, teleports vertically into the sky to catch whoever it is that's falling. Yep. Oh, because they realise it's Guardian, but they say, how could it be? He should be dead. Yep. Nightcrawler catches her and then gets electrocuted by the suit, so he has a little shout. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rogue flies up and catches her instead and brings her back down. And they all notice that it's not Guardian the man, it's Guardian with a ponytail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Carry on. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. So, so,
1: Rogue flies down, passes her over to Wolverine, and she, she's down, boy. You all want her. You all can have her. <laughs> that's all right. She's mine. Yep. Any arguments? And then it's a, another weird panel with all the X-Men stood around in their yeah. weird suits, and, and no comment. They just kind of stood there.
0: And they say, <laughs> if you, like, essentially, uh, you've got history with. Alpha Flight and with um, James MacDonald Hudson's Department H that's Storm she says you can go and sort your problems out with our blessing and she says come on X-Men I believe the opera is being simulcast which so in the time that this has taken which it must be like less than five minutes they've missed the opportunity to get to the <laughs> opera on time and they've got to go and watch it on TV I mean maybe they missed a bus or a train or
1: something. <laughs> I don't know um, <clears throat> but we've got a meanwhile panel below which is a, a strange, mysterious-looking boat with a, a Japanese crew here. Um, and they're saying, our target is within range. And then one of them says, I wish it knew, I knew what, what it was we are tracking. Our mistress was vague as the alterations made to our instruments by our technicians. And out of the shadows steps Lady Deathstrike. Yep. There's this sort of woman in a sort of samurai kind of armour thing. Yeah. going on now if anyone's been following um, the career of Lady Deathstrike to this point it's, she was in. She turned up in Daredevil a few months ago because Bullseye when Bullseye killed Electra yeah. Electra got Bullseye got dropped off a building by Daredevil and this chap uh, Lord Darkwind <laughs> tracked down Bullseye to uh, he'd perfected the um, Adamantium bonding process. Yeah. So he got hold of Bullseye, tried it out on him, and said, "Right, you can be my assassin." And Bullseye was like, "Nope, I'm off."
0: Yeah. <laughs> so but the- he gets given an adamantium spine, or A- yeah, yeah bone.
1: adamantium laced bones. So he's okay. not. I don't think he's quite as intense as Wolverine because. Um, Wolverine could only survive because of the healing process right so I think Bullseye being a normal human has just got bits and pieces stuck in him
0: because I only know all this from the next issue Death uh, okay, right. gives all of that history over so maybe I should cut, up cut this short then no it's fine it's oh, okay, fine, that's okay. fine.
1: Um, anyway she, she's she's trying to track down Bullseye because he's dishonoured her father uh, no Wolverine uh, in this one she's after Wolverine isn't she's she? still after Wolverine here yeah because I thought she was after Bullseye but it came across all
0: um, But maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to use Alpha Pod policy and say it's not detailed in this comic, so that's, we won't that's worry fine. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I could be wrong there. So. Uh, yeah, well, character... It has been known. At the end, I'm always wrong. Uh, I didn't get um, John Byrne's nationality right until 11 episodes in. So, um, yeah. So, at the very end, she says... You battle with misappropriated power, which you've stolen. Oh, okay. So, so she's, I think she is tracking him. Yeah, maybe Bullseye's a bonus issue. Yeah. Um. All
1: right. Sorry. Okay. So, um. So where are we?
0: We're uh, on in a car.
1: Yeah. So we're driving away from from uh, the school. It's just Wolverine and Heather in the car. <clears throat> um. And she's saying she's such a fool. I should have known they'd, they'd take my sudden appearance as an attack <laughs> um, well, <laughs> you know you could have landed a few a few miles before I just
0: walked yeah a, and not and not flown in at Mach 1
1: that's possible <laughs> yeah um, so now she's asking Wolverine to teach her how to how to use this sort of responsibility, this power um, it's quite a, it's quite weird this bit because she says teach me, puts her hand on Warren's shoulder as he's driving. He says baby you're nuts, and then the car screeches to a halt. I think it was the other way round if he'd said that to her and she'd said if he'd said yeah. baby you're nuts it would be her stopping the car I, because she gets out the car. I've not it's like, that. It's like he stops the car and then she gets out and then he says
0: Heather like come back. He's like I've stopped the car and you out <laughs> I've brought the to a screeching halt and now you've got out. So that's that's yeah. a little bit weird but. Uh, leave me
1: alone Logan if you want help me just leave me alone and then he says I never said I wouldn't help you beautiful I just said you were nuts <laughs> so, join, so the club. join the club <laughs> yeah um so yeah she's saying well, teach me how to use this use this power and he's saying it seems like you're doing all right okay already um you know and he says as for the rest of it well I swore I'd help you anytime Anywhere with no questions asked, just like you helped me.
0: That's right, and then we get a nice little flashback to Logan's past.
1: Yeah, which I don't think by this point
0: had been touched on. No, because I don't know. I I get confused, obviously, between the times, but uh, yeah, I don't think we know at the moment. No, I think I think it's quite an
1: important considering you've got like, I mean, at this point, Alpha Flight wasn't the biggest seller. Mm. You've got not the hottest team on it. Yeah, and it's quite a key part of Wolverine history. Um, I
0: don't think it's been fully overwritten yet either, because it sort of factors into so Weapon X, as I understand it, the um, the the short.
1: Who did it? It was uh, Barry Windsor-Smith.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like canon. Yeah, and this is like in uh, chronologically happens directly after. It's feel, fil-
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the scenes in that, that that sort of match this at the end of. Weapon X. He's kind of wandering around in the snow, and it's, it yeah. does feel like it ties into this. Um, but what it w- anyway? This 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 scene. We've got we've got Heather and and Mac, and that they're, they're on their honeymoon in the uh, in the northern. I don't know whereabouts. Yeah, it it's just, uh, Wood uh, Buffalo National Park. You're right. Um, so, yeah,
0: gone, they've gone hunting for their honeymoon, which is very romantic. <laughs> because um, she's not like most girls. He actually says that. <laughs> she enjoys
1: watching <laughs> animals twitching to death. Um, anyway, um, so he's... he's uh, <laughs> so they're
0: marching about they're with just They're shuffling around on, on
1: snowshoes. And then on the right-hand side of the panel, you see this kind of naked, almost naked, Logan lurking around in these bushes. <clears throat> And um, they're shuffling about in the snow and he jumps off this little ledge. And he shoots, at, uh, Mac shoots at him straight away.
0: Heather's like, Mac,
1: run for cover, Heather. And there's a bit, bit of a tussle and him being the, the big man is like, I'll deal with whatever this thing is. Yeah. So in the meantime, she picks up the rifle and gives him what for in the neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, she um, shoots him in the back.
1: Yeah, so, so Wolverine's like, what, what, yeah, it is Wolverine. With, with, you know, it's not. he's not a, it's not some dark shadow. We can see who it is. It's, yeah. um, so they, they're looking at him and Mac's like, well, it's a man. You did the right thing. He would have killed me if you hadn't. Good Lord, he's still alive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's going on? He, he, they can see that he's healing up already. Um, so Mac
0: is... I think it's... It, this is a weird one because the way he is talking... You could perceive it as he knows who Logan is, or you could perceive it as he's a stranger. Because we found out in later issues that Mac was somehow involved in Weapon X. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it's an important part of Logan's uh, character development and also of Heather's. Because after this flashback, she starts to question whether Mac was who she who she thought he was. mm uh, yeah, so we'll just uh, carry it through. So they march him up to the cabin and put and tie onto a bed. Um, and then Mac gets some skis and says, um, "I've got to go and get help." Yeah, he's the better skier of the two. Yeah. So so he'll go and get help and leave her in the cabin with a tied down, crazy naked man.
1: On the honeymoon. On the
0: honeymoon. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah she, she's sort of tending to him he's he's still unconscious she's, she's just checking he's he's still breathing I guess and there's a, a sort of massive snowstorm and, and a blizzard and it looks like it's been a few days now um, in fact it says here a weird wailing sound outside the cabin which
0: I think is wind
1: yeah it could be wind but I, I sort of <laughs> you know could it be the wendigo or something else that <laughs> some of the good. supernatural thing but they never sort of mentioned so maybe it was just the wind yeah (laughs) he had this really weird wind (laughs) Um, so at some point Wolverine's semi-conscious and his claws pop out we see that he's got claws they cut his bonds so he's no longer tied to the bed he's just in the bed but he's still unconscious he's still sort of tossing and turning a bit Um, and then we've got Heather and she's nodded off and she sees that he's now woken up and um, he's staring at her and she's she's obviously a little bit pissed off that, that she should be having a nice romantic cuddle with Mac in front of the fire but yeah. she's just sat at this table trying to stay awake look at this wild man Um, so he sort of reaches up to her and the ropes are now cut so he sort of I don't know what what he's trying to grab if he's trying to grab her or what because as he reaches up there's, the claws pop out of his hand
0: yeah uh and then he looks horrified at his own hand he can't it's believe it's a good
1: panel he looks pretty yeah.
0: horrified there yeah he's he's like
1: clearly not used to this so he sort of falls out of bed clutching his hand then his other hand pops yeah. the other claws and he's rolling around and it's quite it's quite nice this page because it's it's four sort of same size panels with this huge kind of no down yeah. the middle sort of like uh what was that? Attack of the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, she he's kind of just kind of hunched up in the corner, yeah, with his claws popped. And she realises that he's terrified as well, so she goes over and sort of comforts him. She's saying, "You poor man, you poor poor man." And he's, "Those claws aren't you, are they? Somebody did that to you." So yeah, she she realises that, that this he's got some sort of shady past and then we yeah. come back to the present day i got Wolverine talking talk here you he held me like that all through the long night when you're supposed to be holding Jimmy by the time Jimmy got back you'd pulled me through
0: yeah one night of cuddling was enough to change him from an enraged wild man yeah <laughs> um, so yeah then he
1: talks a little bit a little bit about his past here but still very vague he's talking about um he always healed fast but he didn't learn for a while that he was a mutant and then uh, something happened and he got the claws um, we still don't know what that was
0: Yeah. but he um, does say here that he was in the war with the Devil's Brigade and I have no idea if that is, has been mentioned in another comic or if this is the first time he's alluded to having been in the war um, by this point I don't know how how old we thought he was Yeah. because that could have been Vietnam if this was the 80s yeah it could I don't know when the devil's
1: brigade was if that was a real thing or um, but obviously not long after this we've got stories of him set in in the second world war yeah uh, but here he's yeah he's talking about like since since the um, adamantium it's all a blank he doesn't know who did it why he did it how he got away but then he's he's saying um He's now claiming that he, he, he ran away because um, it wasn't Jimmy trying to keep him for Department H. It was because um, he couldn't have Heather.
0: Yeah, and it, I read this page a couple of times. It couldn't work out. It's, he says that he felt adopted by them. And that's not the first time this has come up because John Byrne said it as well mm. in his run. that Wolverine was like their adopted child, but now it's turned into like a confused adoption where he fancies the mum a bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, but then he says you weren't going to leave... So, until uh, I finally got it through my adamantium-reinforced skull that you really married to him and weren't going to leave him for no one. And then, yeah, so she says you left because you couldn't have me. Yeah,
1: is it, that's not very nice on, on Mac, really, it's not very fair. No, <laughs> he was like, my best I knew friend in were... <laughs> the Canadian government, I was just waiting for
0: you to break up. <laughs>
1: yeah, and obviously he's got a, a thing for redheads, so this is like a, a precursor. Oh. Um,
0: yeah, because this would have been this was after Jake Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, not precursor. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, the actual events... When he was tied in the cabin would have been before Gene.
0: that would have been before Gene. yeah, and then but now it's we're yeah. talking after that, yeah. so yeah,
1: um anyway hes he's sort of saying, yep, as you know I, I I did swear that i if you ever needed me, I'd be there to protect you, and then she's like, no, look, I, I just want to be a leader, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be protected. she's getting really pissed off, she starts <laughs> shooting a few trees to bits, yeah, um and she and then he's like, uh." She's like, just asking for someone to teach me how to use this power. And then he's, he does a little sort of thing about. They say heroes are born, not made, babe. That's Paul. <laughs> I'm living proof.
0: Yeah. And as he's as he's talking to her about having power and knowing how to use it, he started taking his clothes off yeah. to reveal his costume underneath. And then he puts his mask on. It's not. I've never really understood how that goes on. No, but it looks—it almost looks
1: like a, a bishop's hat
0: here. <laughs> yeah, like he's just pulled it down over <laughs> yeah. his head. Um, and then he, while she's still talking, as though he's not been changing into a superhero outfit, he uh, basically says, we've got ninjas all around us.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then lo and behold, it's Lady Deathstrike with a bunch of ninjas. Yeah. And they're surrounding the and it looks like it's all about to kick off.
0: Yeah, so Wolverine's current plan for teaching Heather how to fight is to involve her in a fight.
1: Yeah, good yeah. bit of work experience. Yeah. Um, and that, that's it. That's massive cliffhanger there. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that was... Um, what's it called? A Friend in Need. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's an interesting one. First of all oh I should have asked and I always forget to do it first what's your history of Alpha Flight before <coughs> I asked you to come on the podcast so what I mentioned
1: briefly earlier was um, I was reading Marvel UK reprints in the 80s yeah, and um, there was a Secret Wars title that was released and they started reprinting Alpha Flight from number one mm-hmm. in that um, so I was a bit of a fan then Um I'd also read, there was an old Hulk annual where he fights Sasquatch. Okay. Um, I can't remember, I've got the US version, but I can't remember where I read it in a UK hardback possibly. Uh, But I'd remembered that and that was quite, that stuck in my mind because there's a scene where um, you've got the army and they've got this big monitor. And there's a picture of Sasquatch next to the Hulk and it's got their heights. So you've got the Hulk is seven foot (laughs) and the Sasquatch (laughs) is ten foot. <laughs> right. Okay. And you think, yeah, Hulk's gonna mop the floor with him, and he does yeah. mop the floor with him. Um, yeah. But um, a few years passed, and, and uh, there was no comic shops in my hometown, so we used to pick off little bits and pieces from newsagents when they'd mm. get them in. And uh, I was in a newsagents and spotted the um, the Mike Mignola cover. Yeah. Of this, and I thought, oh yeah, Alpha Flight, I like them. The X Men are on the cover here as well. Um, oh, it's a brilliant cover. Um, <laughs> It's actually, I believe Mike Mignola isn't very happy with the final rendition here because okay. um, his, his preferred version was used, on, there's a French comic called Strange right. that do reprints of Marvels and uh, they did a 25th anniversary portfolio which one of them, the prints was the artwork for this cover. Uh, and you can find that online somewhere if you have a quick okay. Google, Alpha Flight 33. All right. Um, yeah, it's just the, the the background looks a bit sort of more muted. Um, it's a bit more subtle. It's, it's a lot nicer. But yeah. Having said that, I, I'm a big fan of this cover.
0: Yeah, because he, he was supposed to be doing the internal artwork he, when they yeah, took over. Yeah, he did for a few issues before this, yeah. didn't he? And then... Um, He does covers for a few more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pity, because, yeah, uh, I don't know much about Mike. Obviously, I'd be able to pick his style out, but I don't know much about his history working on superhero books like this. Um,
1: I I don't think he did a lot of regular pencil and monthlies. He did some Defenders for a little bit, Mm. and he's done a couple of sort of short backup strips uh, in Thor and things like that. I don't think he ever sort of took off as a regular, a regular in-house sort of regular. Yeah. A regular in-house regular. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, his co- yeah, this cover's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Really love
0: it. And the cover to the next one, 34, <coughs> is really good as well, which is Wolverine and Heather having a fight on top of a pile, and yes, you?
1: with a white background. Yeah. 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 That's also good.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. So on the art then. Is Sal Bushema, and Sal Bashema is one of my favourite artists of all time. But I don't think he does himself very proud in this. Oh. He, what do you Cause think? Because I, I, really like it in this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think it also depends on the Inca. Yeah. And I, it might be down to the ink.
1: But having said that, I don't <laughs> usually like Jerry Talawak. Oh, sorry, Jerry. We we'll just Jerry. <laughs> I don't usually like Jerry's inks. They seem a bit sort of scratchy and a bit bitty. But I think they work really well on, on, mm. on Sal's pencils in this. Yeah. Um, like, like the previous issues where he's inking Mignola's stuff. I think Mignola's work is sort of a bit more organic and a bit softer.
0: Mm.
1: And this inker sort of makes it a bit sort of scaly and scratchy. And it, yeah. I don't think it's a good match. But I think for Sal here, I think it's it works quite well. I don't, I don't think... I think I'm inclined to disagree with you about
0: okay, that. that's fair enough. That's fine. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. But I know he's got such a distinctive style as well, so yeah. it's it's hard to
1: mask it with any Incas.
0: But there's one like one page which is proper in my mind, proper Salbashema, is when Heather gets tired of looking at the tie down Wolverine and does a proper Salbashema like yes, uh, yeah, outraged shout.
1: That's uh, also the uh, a uh, pose the way he's sort of yeah. standing with his arms behind his back that's also quite quite Sal
0: yeah uh, there's none of those
1: nice shots where someone's being punched into the foreground no which is a,
0: a, with a backhand fist yeah Yeah. none of that but um, there's the not a lot of shoot. action in this it's just the only action really is Magneto shooting Vindicator yeah. at the sky yeah. so yeah but uh, there's a few cases where because this would have been done Marvel manner so it would have been drawn and then uh, Bill Matlow would have gone over the top in dialogue and it sort of feels like Bill Mantlow's feeling his way around as well and trying to get used to it because there's some sometimes when he just like that panel we mentioned earlier where they just cram in dialogue <laughs> yeah. and then others where he's like oh this would be really cool if it was just like no dialogue. But then it sort of jars a little bit. Yeah. The, the, the best example of that is when... Oh, God, I can't find it now. Uh, when he says, you're nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, th- there you go. Yeah, the car. So join the club. And, yeah. It's... Um, I think it feels to me like he's trying light touch and just getting the timing a bit off. Mm. Um, because I think he...
1: What's this? Is probably about his fifth or sixth issue yeah. isn't it he? <clears throat> so he's still finding his way as well um, I, I kind of like that without touching on the, the following issues too much I, I like the direction Mantlow takes from yeah. Bernie. sort of all these things that, that Burn was playing safe and he's kind of just like no we're not going to do that we're going to do this yeah. and it goes quite kind of
0: screwy yeah and he doesn't mess about he, I think he's got an idea of what he wants to do with the characters and then just like goes at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um. Um, up to by 50, he's dismantled Alpha Flight entirely. Mm. And there's not a, uh, The only original member is Sasquatch, but he's in a lady's body. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I like what he does. Um, the, the one cat I don't think he quite gets right is Aurora, Aurora, because in the conversation, in the when they're in on tamarind and they're having a chat, and um, Puck is forlornly resting his, his head in his hands and complaining. She seems very caring and mumsy to him. Um, and it doesn't really feel like her yeah it's quite out of character isn't it even even the expression on her face is kind of she's yeah she's really sort of considering by at this point I think Box is her boyfriend now because Sasquatch has essentially died and she's moved on to Box is
1: this when (laughs) is this no this
0: isn't when uh, Walt's inside Box is it He, he He's in... He's in the pouch at the moment. His consciousness... No, his consciousness has been lost into... Sorry. So, in... He tries... He loses his... He goes into box. He tries to get a human body back because Aurora doesn't want to have sex with a robot. Yes. He finds a body in, like, negative space. Yes. He uses a big machine to draw it in. It's the Hulk. He decides to let Hulk keep his body and sacrifices his own brain Now that floats about in the ether and then uh, in issue 45 which I'm trying to get my wife to understand at the moment that's her yeah um, <laughs> he takes over Box then again okay so, so, it's, into so it's
1: still Roger Roger Box it's
0: still yeah. Roger in there at the, at the moment yeah. okay
1: um, but he's got a, a grey paint job here whereas I think he
0: had a red one previously yeah a blue one initially uh, yeah I hadn't because I've read a fair amount with boxing and I hadn't realised until I looked at his um, wikia article how many versions of box there were
1: I think th- th- this kind of build is my favourite sort of style and then he mm. gets a bit more sort of manga-ish and yeah. then there's a terrible one a lot later on but, uh, is that where Mr Jeffries takes over?
0: Um, possibly by 50 box is in it but it's not Roger, it's Mr. Jeffries is in control of the armour and it's like he constantly oh, yeah, changes that's that.
1: it. That's the one I think the where it's got sort of it looks kind of manga ish. It's yeah. kinda of got a red reddish kind of mm. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. But this is even later than that, you've got um Pat Roderick doing some stuff.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um so was there anything else that you liked about this issue?
1: Uh what do I like? Just seeing that panel again with them in the suits, the X Men in the suits. <laughs> I absolutely hate that panel. I remember as a kid hating that panel. I wanted them in their suits and they're just wearing. because well, they are in the cover.
0: Suits. On the cover? Yeah, on the, the X-Men cover. The X Men are all power awesome. suited up. Yeah.
1: They're just, uh, yeah, on the cover, they've shot down Heather and it looks quite dramatic.
0: Yeah.
1: And then in here, they just look
0: like they've just been to the charity shop. And they're <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're always maybe. off to sit to the upper, aren't they? That, <laughs> that was something yeah. that Claremont put in. That Storm really loved the opera. So she was up the ballet. Yeah. Uh, I like the flashback bit. I, yeah. I quite enjoy that. Oh, so, sorry. One thing that I had pointed out, uh, I'd noticed earlier, is that when she's flying towards the X-Mansion, she remembers a photograph of Wolverine in front of the X-Mansion. So I'm pointing at the panel I'm talking about. Where he's wearing a cowboy hat and a blue shirt with like one of those cowboy toggle things on. And that's the picture that's the photograph from the past that she remembers. And Wolverine is wearing the same outfit when she actually turns up. Yeah. Maybe, a jacket
1: on. <laughs> yeah, maybe she didn't recognise the house, she just saw Wolverine. <laughs> yeah.
0: And part of it I think maybe the colourist didn't pay that much attention. Um, He's got a different hat on, different coloured yeah, hat. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah that maybe chuckles on <laughs> Um, the, on the colourist uh, I don't know much about a colorist job but it's occasionally a bit shoddy in this it doesn't always stick inside the lines I don't know if that's the um, if that's the print like when it's been printed it's shifted but there's just a few instances where it doesn't either go all the way up to the edge of the line so like here or, oh, or yeah. what and maybe that's what's been distract- uh, dis- uh, detracting my appreciation of, of the art is uh, it's not quite as well put together
1: it's, almost, it's also it's, it's at this point in, in comics where it's, they're just kind of trying to improve the inks and, and the paper and things and the, so the blues are just too blue they're just like painfully vivid <laughs> blue so everyone's got like blue hair like really <laughs> yeah. really blue and, it, and some of the colours are a bit sort of blotchy and
0: yeah. they've not
1: quite perfected it It's not as nice as the old stuff, and not as nice as the new stuff. It's kind of.
0: Yeah. Um, Just because I'm looking at the pages now, though, um, the looking at the the cabin sequence is that it sort of touches on what happens with Bill Mantlo later, where he puts really horrific elements in, like horror, and it kind of feels like one of those like trapped in a cabin stories. I think that's what he's going for.
1: That panel at the top is sort of like a montage.
0: Like of uh, Florence Nightingale montage. Yeah, it's kind of like... It, it, it really, you get this sort of
1: feeling of the passage of time there. She's mm. like And also, I think, even though we're slagging off the chorus a little bit, he's done quite a good job there because yeah. he sort of breaks it into... He's got sort of muted colours on each sort of phase. So he's sort of broken it up quite nicely there.
0: Yeah, and she's got little tears in her eyes... Ah oh, boy.
1: But uh she would have been like eighteen here. She's pretty young, isn't she? I know yeah. I know they they got together quite young.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, and then you were right that page uh with the four panels, uh where he falls out of bed and screams at his his wrist. Um and then yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good one. Uh was there anything that you didn't like in particular? Uh I know that we said that not a lot happens in it. Yeah, not a lot happens in it. I I know.
1: I was probably pretty disappointed as a kid getting it. The Wolverine bit's good, but I didn't really care that much about Wolverine when I was a kid. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, the fact that it's it's it feels like a setup issue. It just feels like, so this is going to happen soon. This is going to happen soon. This is going to happen soon. then it gets to the end of the issue, and it's like it's about to happen but not in this issue yeah because
0: like, oh, the issue following this is just one long fight
1: yeah which sounds great which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good one to pick up off the shelf um, <laughs> what do I not like about it I was always saddened about the direction they took Marina
0: mm. uh, she didn't really get much of a much of a go at being a goodie um, she as I understand it she gets more time in when John Byrne takes over Namor, I think she's in. She's uh, he does a bit in. Uh, or was it him or someone else that
1: took her into Avengers for a bit as well?
0: Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's right. Um,
1: and yeah, that, that there's a, a plot there which follows her mutation
0: further. Yeah, um, uh, but that's pre- that's really all she's got as a character. She's either very pleasant or she's an ugly monster there doesn't seem to be a lot else going on no
1: she, um what else did I not like um,
0: it's alright you know have no, to no I'm
1: sure there was something else <laughs> no it was, it was just that feeling of it sort of biding time to yeah yeah
0: um, but oh, I don't know the more time I spend on this the more I think maybe my uh, harshness around Salvador was maybe a bit off, because there are some really nice. There's a really nice panel of Marina like swimming down yeah, into the sea. Yeah, that sort of current, yeah, like, whirlpool following her. it's quite nice. Um, and I get because a lot of this would have. I don't know how much scripting he got, but the the panel which follows from Marina like grabbing her stomach. Which is then mirrored in the next page over with snowbirds doing it. And I don't mm. know if that was him or if that was something that Matt Matlo's asked for in the outline, but um, yeah, I thought that was done really well.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice that on on first read,
0: yeah um, but we we can talk about marina uh, I will end up talking about Marina's pregnancy in another uh, oh. episode, but it's um <laughs> it's literally a phantom pregnancy, <laughs> not literally. But, yeah, she just, uh, yeah, I'll not go into spoilers. it. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. It's, again, it's like one of those like mantle things which is so weird that if you just, like, say it out loud, you're like, that shouldn't happen. Um, yeah. So, I think we've pretty much covered this. Um, so Lady Deathstrike, because uh, you had said when we picked this up this is her first appearance, but... Is it not? It's her first
1: appearance as Lady Deathstrike. Oh, okay. Right. So, before she was Yuriko Ayama. And she was she wanted revenge on her father because he was a failed kamikaze pilot who'd become hideously scarred. Right. So, he scarred his daughter and two sons. So, she. To went, match him. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, that's fair. <laughs> um, so, she went to get revenge on him she does kill him but then she starts for whatever reason she feels like um, Bullseye and Wolverine have dishonoured him so she starts to pick up his beliefs I guess Um, yeah
0: and yeah she does go into that in the next issue she talks about Uh, she thinks that the adamantium should have been hers
1: Right. I mean, eventually she does get
0: some. Yeah. I don't want Because she gets fingernails. Is that? She gets fingernails. Yeah. For the for the benefit of the listeners, I've just held out my hands <laughs> as if I have long fingernails. He has very long fingernails. Because <laughs> um, I only know of uh, from one issue of Wolverine, like in the nineties, and then from the film. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, right. I think we are done with this. Uh, if people want to find you on the internet and if you want them to find you, where could they do that? If people want to find me, um,
1: I do some doodles sometimes on Instagram. You can find me at imelt, E-Y-E-M-E-L-T or you can find my grown-up job at johnbishopillustration.com.
0: <laughs> that's right, so the one that might bring you money is the one yeah, you like, oh, the, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever.
1: Um, and, yeah, um, I'm on a Facebook group that I lurk on quite a lot called London Loves Comics. So come and check us out.
0: And I think other than silence, that's where we would have met. In yeah, probably. Numbers. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a lot of sort of a lot of people, a lot of circles of people that sort of yeah. hang around there.
0: All right. Uh, if people want to find me after this, uh, I am Gareth A. Hopkins um, at, on Twitter as uh, girthink at g r t h i n k. Um, if anybody would like to buy a copy of my latest book. Found Forest Floor, which I did with the poet Eric Blagsfeld, Then you can go on Amazon and search for it. I'd really appreciate it if you did because I got my royalty check the other day, and it almost made me cry. Um, <laughs> the amount of work I put into it, I have received very little information. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you will join me on episode 13 of the podcast Life, where if my wife is to get her head round. Five. I hope it's listening to her about that. And if not, it will be something. So thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye.